Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you again this week, and in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing on the Torah portion, Va-Ira, translated, I appeared. In this portion, God is revealing himself to Israel with a name that they did not yet know him by. It is a beautiful and revolutionary name. It will engage them and free them and transform them. It is found nearly 7,000 places in the Tanakh. It's an amazing phenomenon when you consider how many times this name appears. Now, I want to just clue you in uh, um, that almost every translation, bar none, takes the name and hides it, obscures it, and replaces it with fundamentally different names or titles. And this is very, very sad when you think about it. In fact, If your translation translates the name as Adonai or the Lord, know that this is simply a lie. It's a falsehood. It's not true. Join me as we look more closely at God's name as found in the sacred text of the Tanakh. So keep in mind that this is a midrash. It's not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or a theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself And I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. I'm going to read the portion from the JPS translation. And I'm going to read just two verses, and then we'll talk and break those down, unpack those verses. Exodus chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. Now, right right away, I just want to say that the word Lord, L-O-R-D, is actually not in the sacred text. This is what's called a circumlocution, and it's a replacement for the sacred name of God. What's actually in the text is the tetragrammaton, the four consonants, Y-H-W-H. But they don't translate it as that. They, they, they replace it with the term Adonai, or in English, the Lord. And, um, and so keep that in mind as we kind of work our way down. Verse 3. And I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai, but I did not make myself known to them by my name, and then we have the Tetragrammaton, Y-H-W-H. Now, significant Jewish and Christian scholarship generally agree that the sacred name would have been um, closely pronounced as Yahweh in Moses' day. The sacred name of God is a very controversial subject, to say the very least, and I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but I, I do want to quote the Encyclopedia Judaica. Concerning the pronunciation of God's name, it says this, quote, The true pronunciation of the name, Y-H-W-H, was never lost. Several early Greek writers of the Christian church testified that the name was pronounced Yahweh. This is confirmed at least for the vowels of the first syllable of the name by the shorter form Yah, which is sometimes used in poetry. Example, Exodus 15.2. And the Yahoo 
or Yah, that serves as the final syllable in very many Hebrew names. Unquote. Cyclopedia Judaica, Volume 7, page 680. In addition, the Encyclopedia Judaica goes on to say, Quote, if the explanation of the form above given be the true one, the original pronunciation must have been Yahweh or Yahweh. That's uh, from the Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Judaica, volume 9, page 161. That being stated, it appears that God is stating that the patriarchs knew him as El Shaddai. Now, no one is quite sure what that means, and many translators choose the Almighty One, as the translation. But now they're going to know him by a different name. They're going to know him more fully as Yahweh. And what does Yahweh mean? The Tetragrammaton literally means, I am who I am. It conveys the idea of the absolute quintessential being, the Eternal One. God is saying, I am the Eternal One. I am and have always been and will always be who I am, the absolute quintessential being, eternally transcendent. But that's still kind of vague. It doesn't tell us a lot. It's amazing and almost incomprehensible, but it's still somewhat vague. Now, later, God's going to actually reveal more of who he is through that name. In fact, Moses, who's been asking God for an encounter, is finally going to encounter the living God. And God's going to come and reveal himself to Moses. Now, notice how he reveals himself to Moses. He does that through his name. So when he appears to Moses, he uses his name. So I'm going to turn to Exodus chapter 34, and I'm going to read this. Now, when I read this, I'm going to, I'm going to actually use the Tetragrammaton and what has been uh, pronounced uh, um, traditionally as Yahweh rather than the circumlocution Lord in the text, because that's not even in the sacred text. So let me just read it for you. Yahweh came down in a cloud. He stood with him, Moses. He stood with him there and proclaimed the name Yahweh. Yahweh passed before him and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in kindness and faithfulness, extending kindness to the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. It goes on to say uh, in verse 8, Moses hastened to bow low to the ground in homage. Now this is amazing. God reveals himself to Moses. And, and before, before he, he, in a sense, uh, you know, appears to Moses, he, he proclaims his name several times. He introduces himself with his name. And his name, of course, is the revelation of who he is. And then he, he reveals who he is, a God compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in kindness. This is who, this is who Israel is encountering. They're, they're beginning to understand uh, the one who, who, who revealed himself earlier to the patriarchs as the Almighty One, the Almighty God, right? Now they're finding more about this Almighty God, and they're finding out, wow, he is full of compassion. He is slow to anger. He is grace and, and, and he is gracious and full of loving kindness. It's, it's going to be this, this amazing fullness of revelation that's going to lift Israel up and out and, and make them the people of God. Now, think about this. He's coming to deliver them 
from slavery and misery, and he's going to bless and prosper them beyond their wildest dream. And how does he do that? How does he convince them? How does he gain their, their trust? By revealing his name and what it means. He is Yahweh, not just Almighty God, but he is a God compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in kindness and faithfulness, extending kindness to the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. This is who he is, and that's what his name reveals. Exodus is the story of the eternal, true, and living God, Yahweh, coming to rescue and deliver Israel from their bondage because he loves them. So in conclusion and application, his name, Yahweh, reveals his character. And it is found nearly 7,000 times in the Tanakh. I think this is highly significant. How it came to be hidden and even replaced with a circumlocution is not only sad, it's, it's full of deceit. In my opinion, it's full of deceit. I'm sorry, but his name is not Adonai. It's not God and it's not the Lord. None of these words convey the meaning of his name, Yahweh. The circumlocution makes his real name obscure and renders it vain. And didn't he say, thou shall not bear my name in vain? Well, the circumlocution does something very similar, doesn't it? It it actually robs the, the, the name of God and its meaning by supplanting it with an entirely different different name that has different meaning. I think that's a problem. Now, personally, I think we need to translate the sacred word of God accurately. It is Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, not Adonai, not Lord, nor God. 7,000, almost 7,000 places, right? We need to translate that accurately. His real name has meaning. Let's not hide it. Let's not obscure it by replacing it with other names or titles that are fundamentally different. Let's keep it holy and let's lift it up and exalt it. It's the revelation of who he is to us. Well, that's it. That concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to you our audience and listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are one of a few truly messianic podcasts on iTunes. So go to iTunes and search Torah Talk, The Harvest, We are the Messianic One. Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. If you have time, check out all of our social media at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may Yahweh bless you and keep you. May Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, 
Yeshua, the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.